pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You're listening to Resonance 104.4 FM. This is One Life Left, No Continues. Welcome to One Life Left. We're a video game discussion group this week because it's no continues. I'm Steve Curran. I'm Anne Scantlebury. And you had to think about that. Yeah. Well, I feel like I should leave a gap always, just in case Simon turns up in that split second. And just in case we want to cut something out. Yes. I see. Okay, good. Uh, Are you excited about this week? Because we're going to be discussing humour. I am laughing already. Humour in video games, LOL. Have you had a funny week? Um, I guess this is the funniest thing that has happened this week, playing all the games. Really? Well, that's good, because is you it? went to see Girls Aloud on uh, that's Friday. That's not funny, Steve. That's emotional. It you was know quite that's emotional. Funny. It was quite funny, wasn't it, when they said, Hello, London! How many times? Infinite. Yeah. A, a number of times. I don't know. It was quite a funny evening. We both went, of course. Yes. Yes. That's, I wasn't just telling you how you feel about that. <laughs> I've had a funny week as well. Okay. I went to see Girls Aloud. We're not the only ones on the panel this week. Really? Mm. We've got three from left to right. Katie, you're back. I am. You are. Are you happy? I'm happier than I was before I started playing these games. Really? Yeah. A positive. Yeah. We should explain Simon isn't here this week, so that's... Oh, yeah, that's also why I left the gap, isn't it? <laughs> uh, wait, are you saying that Katie's happiness is related to Simon not being here? a little happier, but... You know, it's good that everyone else, everyone so far is being positive about the games, because yeah. Simon definitely wouldn't be. No, he we'll hates see. Joy. Uh, this is your third appearance on No Continues? It is. Is it going to be the best so I far? I think it will be, really? yeah, I okay. think so. Okay, um, let's go for Gemma. Hello. Hi. How are you? You're actually sat on the right today, so we're mixing up the order. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is your th- second appearance. Second appearance, yes. Are you happy to be back? I am indeed, Did you yes. enjoy the games more or less this week? They, uh, Considerably more. Really? Absolutely, because I'm a funny person. <laughs> Excellent. And Aoife is back again. Hello. Hello, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Excellent. And have you had a good time with our humorous games? I have, I have. I've had a busy week, so it was good to, to have a bit of a laugh in between. So... Excellent. Okay. Well, we should start, I think. We, we divided the games this week into three different sections. Those are narrative games, slapstick games, and games based around in-jokes. Uh, we're going to start with the narrative games. Which games are... Do you want to tell us what all of the games are, are first so that uh, listeners know what to expect? Oh, we could do the thing where if someone's taping the show at home, they can press pause yeah. on their cassette uh, so recorder. Yeah, so press pause now to play games, for example... We are going to be playing, well, we have played uh, Lost Pig. Yeah. Murder Dog. Mm hmm. Quop and Clop. Mm hmm. no Daibuken. That's a lol right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, art Game. Yeah. Achievement Hunter. Mm-hmm. And Lily's Quest 2. Good. So if you want to go away and play those games right now and then hit pause on your cassette recorder now. Maybe after the beep. Do a beep. Beep. 
And we're back. Now, having played those video games, the first one we're going to talk about is Lost Pig. Who wants to introduce Lost Pig? Aoife. Oh, I'm nominated. Okay, so Lost Pig, I really enjoyed it because it's a, it's a text adventure game, and I never really got into text adventures when I was younger, so this was kind of a new experience for me. Um, essentially, it's, uh, it's all text, as the name would suggest, um, and you are an orc, I believe, called... What was his name? Gnarl? Grunk. Grunk, Grunk. And um, Grunk's lost his pig, and he needs to go and find it, because otherwise the farmer will be angry at him. So um, you're essentially typing in commands um, into the into like the text box, and the game will describe where you are, what's in front of you, and um, it's, yeah, I mean, you can type in whatever sort of number of commands and try and figure out a way to get your pig back. So it's like an interactive book. Yes, precisely. Mm. Yeah. And um, I don't know how many people did, but I got my pig back. Did you? Yes, Excellent. I did. Who else in the studio got their pig back? I didn't get my pig back. 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 Yes! Oh, <laughs> so you have more pigs than anybody else in the studio. and you are all the, of the pigs. The expert. I'm glad that I came to you first. So what uh, what makes this game stand out, do you think? I guess it's, um, I mean, it's all told from Gronk's perspective. Um, so that's where a lot of the humour comes from, because he's not the brightest um, orc. And you're seeing things sort of, so he doesn't really understand what things are. He sees, you know, um, a magician's sort of sphere as like just a glowy orb. Um, and it's all in the descriptions. Um, and he can't read either, so that puts you at a little bit of a disadvantage. But um, it's, it's. I think a lot of the humour as well comes from, you can type in things um, you know, just to get a sort of reaction. So, like, for mine, uh, you know, Gronk's pants kept falling down. It was very embarrassing for him. That's um, interesting, because pretty much the first thing I did was take Gronk's pants, pants off. <laughs> you just kind of have to, right? Stay. I didn't even know they fell down. That's I was not... just... <laughs> I did that too. Really? <laughs> there we go. Is this a thing? Gronk's pants didn't fall off. I, yeah, I ordered that. Well... <laughs> the way these games work uh, is they give you a description of things, and in that description, you're, you, your task essentially is to find things you can interact with. So in that first location, I looked around, couldn't really do anything, looked what I had in my inventory, had a torch, I lit um, some trees on fire, the game <laughs> ended. <laughs> I got the pig back, but I burnt down the farm. Um, and so I restarted the game, I looked in my inventory, I had a torch, and I had my pants. And I thought, well, what can you do with pants? You can take them off. I took them off and forgot about them. Oh, whoops. Until I fell down a hole and dropped them. It is a and then I was in the darkness, so there didn't seem much point, you know. It's a good job that this is a text adventure and not... Imagine if um, after the game happened, it, it then created the video of mm -hmm. what you've just done. It would be amazing, wouldn't that it? That would be really cool, it's just yeah. a half-naked orc walking around looking for a pig. Did you find, Anne, the text thing uh, helped you or hindered you? In oh, it hindered me massively. Really? Why was that? I don't know. I didn't really... I don't really get on with that because I like to... I think I'm quite a visual person, Steve. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, and I just kept telling him he was an idiot, um, <laughs> which didn't really seem to go down very well. Poor crunk. And I got annoyed and he wouldn't respond to the things. He kept saying, what? Grunk doesn't know what that means. <laughs> it's interesting you say the thing about uh, you're a visual person, because yeah. I remember earlier in One Life Left's last season, yeah. you really got on with one of those only audio games. Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, so what's... Oh, maybe it's just words that I hate. Mm. The written words. The written words. <laughs> I do think I need glasses, so maybe that's got something to do with it. Or maybe it's the uh, clumsy way you have to interact yeah, with Yeah, I games. think that is it. I think it's... I was... Because we were talking about humour, I was trying to make myself laugh, laugh by typing in stupid things, which probably I should have been letting the game make me laugh mm -hmm. uh, instead of trying to make myself laugh. But yeah, I did find it a bit clunky. And, you know, you have to be able to pinpoint the certain thing. I definitely went to the walkthrough and got some tips from there. Because I was like, I don't know. And you still didn't get the pig. <laughs> yeah. Even with the walkthrough. <laughs> well, then I realised that I was just typing in everything from the walkthrough. And that's not really the point. Gemma, 
Uh, had you played a text adventure before? No, not at all. Right. How did you find it? Well, I kind of go back, going back to Anne's point about visualising, I think it's harder to visualise something when you're staring at a black screen with, with letters on it. Mm-hmm. So I can see why Anne found it easier to visualise an audio game, perhaps, because I found that I had no sense of where the rooms were in related to each other at all. <laughs> Maybe that's to do with how he described things, how the game described things for you, because it was... Like uh, if we're saying it was very much from his point of view and he doesn't have um, a human grasp on the world, wouldn't describe things as we would describe things to each other. So it's hard to visualise where you are, what you've got around you, what you should be doing, what you should be picking up, um, because he wasn't describing it very well. I mean, what's the difference between this and a book that's describing a location and you're imagining that? That's a very good question. I was thinking about this earlier, and I just thought it must be the, the thing of set staring at a screen, but I suppose that's the I, same I with Anne's, Kindles, Anne's answer is, is a very good one, so Thanks. just, just repeat that. It's, <laughs> it's the first-person thing. It's great. You know, you find yourself having to interpret what Grunk is saying, and uh, maybe that's placing a barrier between you and the... I find that easier, though, in a way, but it's just that you end up visualising things in a really crude sort of way, as mm-hmm. if it's like a cave drawing or something. But, like, I, I really liked it because of that. I mean, it sort of reminded me of playing, like, Dungeons & Dragons or something. Something. It's that you know you're you're building your sort of visualization of what it is. Mm-hmm. Katie, why didn't you catch that pig? I think I got a bit sidetracked actually because one is of the, the things about the game, I actually didn't even know that Grunk had pants. I've you're just imagining them without. I, I understand. Yeah, that that image is now firmly lodged <laughs> in my head. Um, the thing I found interesting about the game is that it does give you some suggestions. Mm-hmm. So when you meet a character in the dungeon, it gives you suggestions of different things that you can ask the character and the thing that I got really caught up with is the fact that you meet the pig down this hole mm-hmm. and it gives you the option to talk to the pig Does now it? <laughs> it's a pig right so you should know that you're not really going to get an answer from the pig but because I was in gamer mode I wanted to work out how to do stuff I was asking the pig everything <laughs> under the sun I was asking it about magic about alchemy about the meaning of life I didn't get very far with it. That's interesting, the open-endingness of Mm. of this sort of thing. Now, Anne said she found the interface quite clunky and Mm. it's difficult to navigate because you don't know what to type and you're not not guided in a very specific way. Um, I feel like that was the exciting thing for you, that you could ask the pig anything, even if... Yeah, I think I, I forgot about the objective of trying to get the pig out and just having <laughs> fun working out what things I could ask this pig and what reactions I could get. I, I really wish that I'd got a bit of paper or something because I felt if I could have drawn a map maybe and just given myself a way of visualising it, it might have made it easier. But as I was so lost in terms of actually doing stuff, I thought I may as well just chat to this pig, really. <laughs> There is a, a trend in video games at the moment for games created with this engine called Twine, which is a very, very easy way of making your own video game not dissimilar to these. So it's paragraphs of text, but the main difference with Twine is rather than giving you an infinite you know, a prompt and then the, the chance to tam- uh, type whatever you wanted, Twine gives you highlighted words to click on. In that sense, it's almost like just exploring an HTML page or, or something like that. Um, would this game have benefited from that? Um... Well, I think in in effect you're trying to find those words to find what to interact with. Mm-hmm. So for me, yeah, it definitely would have benefited well, from highlighting the, game, the right? word. Mm. But that's because I'm dumb and I need <laughs> to have words highlighted. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I don't think it would have made it a better game. It would have made it an easier game. Right. I mean, <laughs> there's only one person here who found the pig, so perhaps we should turn to you. Would it have been a better game if it had guided you more? Um, no, I don't. Uh, personally, I don't think so. I like that it, it didn't hold your hand because it's like, at the end of the day, it's about it's about you know your own imagination and what you yourself can come up with, mm-hmm. um, and that that's the fun part. It's almost like you know you don't know what response the game is going to give you or where the game's sort of you know intelligence ends so it's almost like you know you're you're it's like a turing test almost that you're trying to figure out what you know and what the computer knows and you know trying to sort of best it in there a way. is something quite exciting about finding an object in the room that you didn't realize you could interact mm. with and sort of delving deeper into that yeah. that sense of discovery is lost if that word is highlighted in blue it and feels you know. like more of an achievement really yeah mm. i agree i really like the fact that it was open-ended mm-hmm. uh, i think what, it made it frustrating but i think it also made it a lot more fun when you did find something that you could do 
Here's the big question then. Was it funny? Well, in the moments of frustration, that's when I went to just make Grunk do anything and keep myself <laughs> entertained for a little while until I could be bothered to play the game. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think it's kind of as funny as you want it to be. Anne? Uh, I guess his language, the way that he views the world, is humorous. Mm-hmm. I didn't lol. <laughs> but <laughs> That's your, your mark of uh, yeah. humour. But it, it was a humorous game, yeah. definitely. He, him as a character and how he interacted with things was funny, not lolly. I found it really funny. I think it was more because the game kind of pushed me to do really stupid and absurd things, Mm -hmm. and I found that quite amusing. Um, I don't know if that was coming from the game or just from me. (laughs) Aoife, was it a funny experience or a euphoric experience for you when you Um, caught the pig? I finally caught the pig. Um, I think it was more... uh, I I did have a little bit of a giggle more for like you know the pig's little um, reactions that it would do if you you know it, it, you, I could visualize the pig quite easily and like how it was giving you a little curious look every now and then um, when you did something really stupid mm-hmm. so um, yeah I, I thought it was quite funny yeah I think it's certainly a uh, you know well written and it's in a voice that if you find that voice funny you're going to find sure. the game funny I wonder whether it benefits from the interactivity though whether it's more or less funny because it's a video game. Whether it's just exactly the same, you know, it's just as funny as a book written like this would be. No, I think it. I think it. It does benefit from being a game in that respect mm-hmm. because you're you're causing these reactions, you know, and it's like, oh, it's so stupid. Like, you know, it's, it makes you laugh at it a bit more. Katie. Yes. You're the only person in this room who's played the next game on our list, and that's Murder Dog. So I want the others to be quiet while you explain to them what they've been missing out on. Okay, no pressure. Uh, so, Murder Dog is its a courtroom drama, let's say, in quite an interesting visual style. There's a mixture of cartoon and kind of claymation stuff. But the premise of it is that Murder Dog, which is a dog that we presume murders people, is on trial for murder, unsurprisingly. And you play, play the part of Murder Dog trying to get Murder Dog acquitted of murdering people. <laughs> um, which, I mean, you can tell from that premise it's not exactly serious. Sounds like a very violent game, Katie. Well, except it's not, because all you're doing, you're, you're, in, you're in the courtroom and you have to look at the evidence and you have to cross-examine witnesses and you have to guide yourself through to pick the right options to refute the evidence and to break down the witnesses. Um, or there's always the option at any point in the game just to murder everyone. Which is nice to fall back on, I think. See, up to that point, I was like, oh, so it's like Phoenix Wright then. But then, no, not anymore. Phoenix Wright with added murder, possibly. Added dogs. You see, it's it's unfortunate that, Jeremy, you haven't played this game. Well, yeah, I was just thinking up until that point, it sounded like my job. And then then it became very different. But you don't have that option at the end of the uh, midway. Well, I suppose you do. It's it's open to us all, isn't it? Probably not a good idea. It's open, but we do not endorse it. In fact, we say it's a bad idea. What, murdering dogs or humans? Mur- murdering anyone oh, yeah, or no, anything. Murder's bad. That's right. Okay, good. <laughs> and that's what we're taking from this. Although, I mean, I, I, um, I work in court as well, and I do sometimes wish that I had the option to eat the evidence. Really? <laughs> that would just make life so much easier. So did you enjoy this game? I did enjoy it. Um, I found it funny in some ways. So that being able to eat the evidence, being a dog on trial, that is innately funny. Mm-hmm. I kind of thought the emphasis on murder, killing everyone continually, kind of got a bit grating after a while. Right. Um, and the actual gameplay, I think, was quite fun because you had to try and pick the right options to mm-hmm. get the outcome you wanted. Um, so yeah, yeah, it was good. It's a, it's almost a sillier experience even than Lost Pig, isn't it? Very, very silly. Mm-hmm. But, and it, it, there's points where the game tries to make these quite deep and meaningful observations about the nature of justice and <laughs> the criminal system and is Murder Dog just part of the system or is he fighting against it? And Did you manage to get Murder Dog acquitted? I did. I played it through a few times. Congratulations. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what I've unleashed on the world now, now that Murder <laughs> Dog can go free. But Murder, so Murder Dog is a murderer? Yes, Murder Dog is a murderer. So you set a murderer free? You, you do, but then I was kind of rooting for Murder Dog. Cause... Okay, okay, 
he's in your dog. But and everyone moment. deserves fair representation. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. I was just doing my job. Interesting. Uh, we, there are a couple of other narrative games we, we mentioned before the show that we thought we might touch on. I think, of the people in the room, only you, Eva, have played Portal 2. Yes. It's one of the funniest games ever. It really is. It's, I was in stitches pretty much the whole way through it. I mean, it's not just because Stephen Merchant is in it and is a very prominent part in it, because he is hilarious, and you do get the sense that he improvised a lot of his lines for it, but it's just... It's hard to describe why a puzzling game would be quite so funny, but from the very, very, very start, it's just, it's just very, very smartly written, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it's it just goes, it's just consistently funny throughout. But I found certainly with Portal Two the similarities between the humour in that and the humour in, say, a, a really funny movie or mm. TV show were more pronounced. I think that cert- as uh, as our panel have said today. Lost Pig is funny because you are the person driving these things and you're saying, take off pants and he's doing it and that's quite funny, right? <laughs> and certainly some of the funny, funniness in Murder Dog comes from the bizarreness of the situation, right? That you find yourself in this being a video game. In Portal 2, it was a funny script and that's what made it. Well, I think, it, I think it's partly because Portal 2 is... I mean, it, it's a very, very scripted game. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a puzzler. There's only so many things that you can do so it can afford to be more tightly scripted. And, um, I mean, that helps a lot. And the fact that it's Valve as well, obviously, is, is going to make it a bit, you know, shine a bit brighter. It's kind of a more, it's almost a more sort of sophisticated humour, isn't it? Because, yeah. Or at least a more high production humour. Absolutely. I mean, it's, and, uh, you know, credit needs to go to a lot of the voice actors as well. Mm-hmm. You know, the woman who plays GLaDOS and um, uh, what's his face that plays um, Jonah Jameson in Spider-Man was in it as well. Okay. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just, I think it's, a lot of it is the, the surrealism of, of the, the situation that you find yourself in. And it's just very silly, but but very smartly so. But it absolutely would work to someone just watching a linear playthrough of that as well. Like. Yeah, definitely, without a doubt. Um, I think that, you know, it's one of those games that, you know, I, I, I reviewed it at the time. And, you know, I had I had about five people over my shoulder in the office just watching it and laughing because, you know, it's, it's, it is that kind of game. Have you played it, Anne? No, I haven't. Sounds funny, though, doesn't it? Yes, yes, it does. <laughs> Maybe I will play it. You're listening to One Life Left, No Continues. This is some chip music from chipmusic.org. It's by Clam, and it's called Mechanical Soul. You should go to that website and listen to everything there, because it's excellent. We were also talking about um, Monkey Island, weren't we, and Sam and Max? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I think it seems to be like a kind of um, a puzzler sort of thing to be funnier, because it is that, that sort of scripted... Mm-hmm. You know, it, 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 they can be more sort of jokey because, you know, there's only so many things that the player can do. And so, you know, at, at any one time, they know, you know, what to say. And you've been playing... The Cave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a double fine. Um, so that's Tim Schafer as well. So that's... In many ways, I think they are the current masters, aren't they, of this, this yeah, genre? I mean, absolutely. we talked about Valve and how brilliant Portal 2 is, mm. but 
Uh, I thought stacking was exceptional. Yes. Costume Quest was really, really funny and charming as well. Uh, and again, very, very narrative-driven yes. humour. Yes, I think it's. I mean, it's it's their sense of humour as well, isn't mm-hmm. it? It's it's very sort of distinctive and self-referential in a way as well. I mean, the cave. Um, it, it's 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 actually narrated by the cave. The cave itself is the narrator, which is very odd to begin with. But then it's just completely, you know, it's breaking the fourth wall, and it, you know, it's making reference to the fact that it is a game, and uh, you know, it's just very very funny. Let's talk about some video games that manage to be funny without words. Who wants to talk about Clop? <laughs> Gemma. Well, I didn't get on very well with Clop, but um, I understand that Quop's the first game. That's is right. It? When, you're, when you're a racer, Olympic athlete, and mm-hmm. you basically move forward or backwards and fall over, <laughs> as I did, by pressing the keys Q-W-O-P. So then I expected Clop to be pressing C-L-O-P, but it wasn't. It was four other letters, but in this time you're meant to be moving a horse, which I had slightly more success with, as in I moved forward, but never further than half a metre before falling over. Congratulations. It's a, it's a physics-based game, isn't it, where you operate each of the horse's legs with a key on your keyboard. Yes, or not, as it, in my case. And by operating the horse's legs, you have to somehow move the horse towards... Well, what are you moving towards? Um, you're rescuing a princess. Did you manage to do that, Anne? No, I got stuck up a hill. I got stuck at the as soon yeah. as we tried to go yeah. up the ways. Yeah. It just no. Couldn't get I went a bit up and I was like, I am doing pretty good. <laughs> oh wait, that's a real hill there, and I fell over onto my back. So what's funny about this game? Because it's funny when things don't work <laughs> like they're supposed to. It's funny when things fall over. It's funny when you try and make a man run and he looks like he's got jelly for legs uh it's funny when a horse sort of moonwalks a little bit and you've Mm -hmm. made it do that it's funny when things fall down hills it's funny it's just funny it's just funny very very basic human um human quality isn't it laughing at people that fall over yeah but it and it looks like it should be so simple yes i understand that in order to move forwards legs have to be coordinated and stepping in the right direction. Why isn't it working? It's so frustrating, and I think that's where a lot of the humour lies as well, because it's so, so frustrating when you're like, I, I've been pressing these buttons for so long and it's sort of moved forward and then walked backwards as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and because you're frustrated, you're more inclined to laugh when it all goes horribly wrong. Why is this good frustration and many video games have bad frustration? I guess because the reward is seeing the horse fall over and look really stupid, <laughs> so you don't mind, you know, losing so much. It's the slow drift as well. Like, rather than just falling down a hole and that being it, mm. the horse or the person, they kind of tilt backwards very slowly like a ship that's moving. And you think, thinking. maybe you can rescue it, maybe this time. But no, but no, I mean, with Quop, I actually found Quop funnier than... Clop. Mm-hmm. I think I think I just don't like watching horses fall over. Right, I see. Just I see. That's yeah. interesting insight into the human mind that we like it when uh, pain is inflicted on people like us, but less so when it's inflicted on a horse. We just Definitely. don't. We can't empathise. Definitely. But uh, with Quop, um, the only way I could get my guy to move was to get him to kind of do the splits <laughs> and then kind of <laughs> shuffle along and apparently when you get halfway through you reach a hurdle and I have no oh, idea no. what I would have done when you got to that point. Pretty certain that is how I run though so mm-hmm. that's <laughs> totally fine. It, it made me feel better about not being very athletic I must say. Was the horse actually a unicorn? Yeah it was. Yeah so and so for me that was like oh well it's just a unicorn <laughs> it doesn't matter but also I think there's something to do with uh, in other games as you as you progress you get better and you're able to do more things, you learn as you go through the game. Whereas with this, you're only going to get worse because you're going to get to a hill and you're not going to be able to make it up. And no matter how much I tried, couldn't get up the hill. It's futile. Absolutely. I think it's uh, in many ways an analogy for man's progress through life. <laughs> Falling over. Just, yeah, battling against the odds, inching your way towards a slope you know is coming. A hurdle you know you'll never be able to clear. And realising there's only laughter at the end of this. (laughs) Laughter. I mean, it's clear everyone's found it funny, right? We're we're even laughing about the stories that we're telling. And those stories are pretty simple. They're mostly just, yeah, I I did the splits and then I fell over and banged my head. (laughs) 
there we go. I mean, I don't think we can say much more about this, right, than, than, than that. Now, what's slightly more interesting, I think, is that there was a game I was going to add, um, and I've forgotten what it was called. Maybe it was called Drunk Guy or something. <laughs> well, that sounds brilliant. Doesn't it sound brilliant? Sounds good. And in Drunk Guy, you are a stick figure, figure uh, sysadmin, I think. You've been having a late night working at your computer, and then you have to stagger home, and you just... It's a physics-based game, much easier to control. The idea is you have to get through this thing without injuring yourself. Somehow it's not as funny, and I don't know why. It's, is it because it's a stick figure? Maybe a little bit, but I think it's also because it's it's more brutal. You know, there are splashes of blood everywhere. I, I, and I, I'm not, you know, not a prude when it comes to blood. It's do you get prudes to do with blood? Is that right? I'm not squeamish when yeah. it comes squeamish, to yeah. blood. I don't mind that sort of thing. But it seems to take a little of the humour away from it. It's weird that a lot of games seem to add something like that, like staggering home drunk just mm-hmm. for the sake of it. Like Red Dead Redemption and mm-hmm. GTA all had sort of things where you could go out and get drunk and then stagger around. And there was no point to it other than, like, it's quite funny. He's staggering around and he's falling over. I also found, uh, has anyone here, and the answer's going to be no, apart from from you, where it might be yes, played Pain on PSN. No. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> so Pain is the jackass equivalent of Quop, where you are a guy, and he's a bit extreme, he's probably got tattoos, uh, strapped to a trebuchet, and the idea is you launch him at all kinds of cityscapes, and he bounces off signs, and Katie's giggling already. Uh, so, <laughs> and he falls, he falls on the road, and then a car comes along and runs him over, and you get points <laughs> for the amount of pain you inflict on him. And I, I didn't think it was that funny. Oh, that's so weird, because you usually love inflicting pain. I do. I, you know, I'm a big fan of it. But I, I really didn't. I, I found it um, so, you know, slightly too extreme. What is, why is that not funny? So I also played uh, Shove Pro. And considering how much we love pushing people over I mean, and do. how funny we find that in we real life. We find it the most funny thing. <laughs> playing it in a video game, I didn't find it funny. And I think it was because it happened too frequently i was pushing too many people over and it hmm. lost its it lost being special so what's interesting about all of this is that despite us thinking that quop is basically the funniest thing <laughs> for the simplest reasons it's possible to get that wrong there is a certain amount of sophistication in the slapstick humor that's in the well game. with quop and clop you're trying to make them stand up and run rather than pushing them over mm. they just happen to fall over so Good it's point. not your fault guilt-free giggles all the way part of quop i think one of the things that makes quop so funny is that it's so encouraging because it's saying you're an olympic athlete you might have not have had much money for training but everyone's a winner <laughs> and so just the contrast between this amazingly chirpy narrative and the fact that you just fall over that's true and in clop you get like slagged off if you fall over as well your mate just goes ha, ah, you're more of a cow than a unicorn and that that's makes good. you feel bad <laughs> that's good um, is it, have any of you played GURP, the other one, yes. one of the others on the site, where you, you have to swing your way up a wall? Again, not quite as funny as Quop, but there is a payoff right at the end, spoiler warning, uh, where you have to open... You, the whole point of this arduous get, um, journey up a cliff face is to get to a present at the top of the wall, and you get there and you wonder what's inside the box... And it's something completely underwhelming, like it's some sprouts or something. I think it, I think it changes. Uh, sprouts aren't underwhelming. I like sprouts. I like sprouts. I'm not saying, I'm just saying other people have higher expectations <laughs> over. If, if I gave you a gift for Christmas... Well, it's more useful than a treasure chest with a load of old junk in it that you might get in another video game. Is it? Well, you, could you can sell eat that, it. You can sell that junk and buy loads of sprouts. Sprouts are not expensive. I don't know who's told you <laughs> what presents you've previously got. My mum told me they were made of gold. <laughs> I wanted to talk about Jinasawata no Daibuken, which may not be called that, but I'm assuming most of you won't know the difference. It's a very, very, very hard platform game. It's made of ASCII characters, the graphics are. It looks very, very rudimentary. And it's brutally difficult. I don't think anyone here has really played it. I thought it was a parody game. Mm-hmm. It was so hard, I thought there was actually no way of beating this. The mm-hmm. joke is that whichever way you go, you die ridiculously. Okay. I didn't realise that there was a way of doing it. Yeah. 
That's yeah. exactly what I thought too, yeah. So n- no one in this room got off the first screen. No I thought way. this was one of your, like, oh, I'm going to shove this one in there just to be a like, joker. <laughs> no one can actually do anything with it. Well, technically, I went to the right and that was the next screen, but as soon as I did, the bear uh, yeah. the bear just completely mm-hmm. eviscerated oh, I managed me. to evade the bear did twice. twice. What? And then it got me. Oh. So I, I did manage to shoot myself. Yeah, congratulations. There are, there are actually three exits from that first screen, and you can get past them all. Um, it is a brutally unfair game. Did you get past them all? I can... Uh, I Steve, did you get past them? Did you get past <laughs> you one of them? You that question. I got past one of them. Did you get past two of them? No. I'm assuming you didn't get past three then. <laughs> no. Uh, if you go to the left, uh, what happens is if you go to the left, you try and jump over a platform and immediately some spikes come up and kill you. So you think, OK, this time I'm going to clear it. And did any of you manage to clear the pit? Because if you do clear that pit, if you manage to time your jump, jump correctly, immediately some spikes come down and crush you on the other side. <laughs> Which is funny, right? So it's making you all laugh. But you can avoid that too. And you get onto the next screen. Um, and then uh, something spuriously kills you there too. So actually you go back to the previous one and you climb up the cable that's come down and crushed you, get on to the next thing, and you're walking along and suddenly some spikes come up and crush you. There's no way of knowing you're there. And it's funny. It's... But we're laughing. I'm laughing because I'm thinking of you playing it <laughs> and I'm thinking of you dying. But I know that if I was doing this, I would get frustrated and shut it down almost immediately Um, which is what happened i played it for like maybe five minutes mm -hmm. and then shut it down because i was like this is so annoying whereas with quop and clop there is some progress which is funny and so you're more inclined to keep going i completely agree the first deaths in this are not funny they're frustrating the payoff the humor comes from clearing that thinking I am brilliant, finally doing it, dying and then getting sent back to before the first death, which you've oh. got to go out. And, and that will happen again and again and again. There is a bit, and this reminds me of those, in fact, I'm sure it's called back to, that I don't know if any of you have seen, one, of the, one trend, one niche in video games is to take Super Mario World and to make your own levels and to make them deviously difficult. Mm. And so you'll come to a bit where you have to jump over a ga- gap Imagine this, listeners, in your mind's eye. From left to right, it's a gap that you think you can make with Mario's athletic jump. It's well within your range. So you run up to the edge, you jump, you bang your head on an invisible block and fall down into the gap. That is cruel. It's cruel, but it's funny. And that exactly that happens in this. So, you know, you've cleared this thing where the spikes come from nowhere. You've climbed up the chain. You've jumped because you've memorised where these spikes come up. You come and you see a gap that you're going to jump over. You jump over, bang, your head, fall down. And it's funny because it's That's so simple and so stupid. It's so stupid. Only a masochist would keep playing that game. (laughs) And that's the genre, isn't it? I I believe it's literally called Massacore. Oh, well, there you go. So there you go. But it's funny as well. It's funny in in this kind of video game self-harm, I think. (laughs) (laughs) I do definitely think that there is something to be said for simplicity. Uh, For example, in Mean Girls, the film with Lindsay Lohan, the funniest moment for me is when she comes out of the Halloween party dressed in her uh, ex-wife costume and the guy falls off the uh, fence that he's sitting on. (laughs) That's funny because it's simple, it's quick, you aren't expecting it and you just want to laugh so much because of that and I think that that is something that if you're going to be funny with slapsticking games, you need to include.
One Life Left on Residence 104.4 FM. We are a video game radio show. And this week, we're doing No Continues, which is our video game discussion group. If you want to email us, you can email us at... Team at onelifeleft.com. If you want to visit our website, you can visit that at... Onelifeleft.com. We also have a Twitter. Twitter.com slash onelifeleft. And we have Facebook. We have a MySpace. Do we? We don't know the password. We have... I think we have a new MySpace. I don't know. I can't Do remember. We? I tried to start an orca. We have LinkedIn. Oh, I started yes. a LinkedIn. Finally, uh, we have a so company. Glad. So if you want to work for One Life Left, you can claim you've what's, worked for. I don't know how LinkedIn it works. URL? I don't know. We are a company called One Life Left. Brilliant. I am the only person who works for it. But if you want to work for One Life Left, I don't know. Write to us. Tell us why you should, or just say you have. We'll probably plausibly accept because we need to build ourselves up into a company we, just- we can float. Can we just connect with people? Is that what you do? No. Sure. Whatever. We don't know how it works. Anyway, if you have a social network that you want us to be on, email us. Team at onelifeleft.com. We are talking about humour today, and now we're going to talk about in-jokes in video games. And I think we will start by talking about Art Game, because that's the most interesting one of the games and the most recent one. Who wants to introduce Art Game Scanters. Uh, okay, art game. Uh, you play an artist who is uh, creating. So the person I played was creating sculptures. Um, chat to the curator who says, "Go, go and make some sculptures, and I'll, and I'll come back and select some for the show." Interesting. It's a very moody game. The way it yeah. begins, isn't it? It's very. It's black and white, and it's earnest. It introduces your character, side-on sort of uh, yeah. game, and they say, you know, I'm very, very excited about the work you're going to produce for our gallery. Yeah. Please just let me know when you've you've made some things you think are worthy of being displayed. So you uh, are then left in a room. I was left to create a sculpture, and I created sculptures through using Tetris blocks. And you don't want to clear the box blocks at the bottom of the line because you can only create a sculpture when it reaches the top. Or at least one block reaches the top of the um, area on the screen. So as soon as you say start work on the sculpture, it enters Game of Tetris, and yeah. then you are stacking the blocks. And you are stacking blocks. the blocks to create a beautiful and sculpture. And you can make them disappear as well. You can play Tetris. Yes, you can. Doesn't yes, do you can. much good. No, because that's not what sculpture is about. Um, so then you create these sculptures, call the curator, he selects them, uh, and then you get put in a show and... You wander around the show and hear what people have to say about your artwork. You see the pieces that you've created. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, did anyone do the painting section? Yes. Of this? So the painting section is much the same, except you're playing Snake, oh. which is a lovely little throwback. I enjoyed playing that. Mm-hmm. I got like pretty caught up in actually just playing Snake instead of making canvases. But so yeah. did did you? Uh, how did you create your artwork? Um, so essentially, when the snake, you know, when you used to play Snake and you mm-hmm. touch your own body or whatever, and it, it ends, that's. You know that is your sculpture or your canvas, then. But I mean, how personally did you approach creating this? Because you say you got caught up in playing snake. Yes, but... so I did. So it took me a while to actually realize. Oh, when I die, that's that's the canvas. Mm-hmm. So um, I had to get over. I want to play snake now, and just you know try and make interesting patterns. So when you know it's it's the same sort of thing as snake is when you when you leave um, like on the left hand side you appear on the right. So it was I was kind of trying to create patterns out of that. And you know, sort of build little shapes out of the snake's body. Um, it was quite difficult, actually. Um, did did you create anything you were happy with, Gemma? Yes, I was happy with everything. Everything. So I played the sculpture first, the Tetris bricks, and I, I loved that. I found that really relaxing. And I was like, oh, isn't this nice? Not being like Tetris and just <laughs> just being creative with Tetris blocks. And I was also pleased that I picked up that it was Tetris. Mm-hmm. Um, and then then I went on to the snake game and I found myself getting really competitive with that it was it was totally different I couldn't not get drawn in to playing snake playing the game or, or creating something nice no not creating something nice the sculpture was fine but right, once it okay. got to snake I could I couldn't stop myself from sort of Katie which uh, which part of the game attracted you more sculpture or painting uh, I think I had a fairly similar experience to you guys in that Tetris was okay and I quite enjoyed creating the sculptures. When it came to snakes that just woke up memories of sitting <laughs> hunched over a mobile phone 
desperately trying to beat the game. Uh, the thing about this game for me is that when it opened and it's got the very bleak, black and white art house style, mm-hmm. it reminded me of Cart Life, which is a game we played a couple of weeks That's ago, right, yeah. that again is in that black and white style. Yes, so I thought, oh, we're going to be in for another grim game because Cart Life is grim. But remember, this week it's all about the lols. Yes, so. and so the lols were there. I mean, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. The point at which the game turned from a sort of knowing joke into something really smart for me was really really simple was the decision to allow you to re to name the paintings Mm. it absolutely Mm. got me because at first i was like oh it's just untitled you can leave these things you've created so you've created a box in snake or you've created a simple sculpture in tetris you can leave them titled untitled and you know you don't the more i couldn't do that i had to had to name them all something and then you call your curator and she comes along she goes we're going to take you know this one a rhapsody in blue or something and you're like yeah that was my favorite as well <laughs> yourself agree you actually buy into the sort of art side of this or i did genuinely i spent hours choosing the names for yeah. my pieces like really ages and yeah. ages i got really into it and then i wanted them all to have the same sort of theme mm-hmm. and yeah i spent a long time and I, I did that uh, i just called them all girls loud songs <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant did you throw anything away Gemma? did you trash anything i couldn't really understand why anyone would want to throw anything away <laughs> see i did because um, i i would perfectionist. I, i'd create something and i'd look at it and go that's not right for the theme that I'm doing. I, I, it doesn't fit in, so I would trash it because I'm like, I don't want her to put pick that for the gallery. I got everything right first time. And, I, <laughs> and then I got rave reviews for my sculpture, I've got to say. Right, so that's the next part, isn't it? Because you get to go and look at your stuff in the gallery. How did that go? Rave reviews? Rave reviews. Well, that's what I thought. In fact, midway through, I called my curator after just doing one just to see what happened. And mm-hmm. she came along and I was, darling, this is wonderful, amazing. <laughs> Keep going, though. Yeah. And she didn't want to take anything. It's just really nice getting that sort of encouragement. And then, yeah, when you go and see it exhibited, you just get these rave reviews of everyone thinking you're brilliant. Do you? Oh. <laughs> did everyone get rave reviews? No. no. <laughs> I stood next to someone who was going, this is rubbish. Yeah. She doesn't know what she's doing. <laughs> that genuinely didn't happen to me. I presumed it was what the game was about. It was only meant to be nice. No, that didn't happen to me. And I really cared about myself. And I watched, watched these idiots. Torn to pieces. Yeah, who, did, who don't know anything. Just looking at it and going, yeah, whatever. It's rubbish. I mean, thinking... I put my heart and soul into that game of Snake. And I'm, you know, I'm joking, right? It, uh, but I'm not, because I, I was... I, no, why would you be joking? I, I'm, you know, because clearly all I was doing was playing Snake or Tetris and producing this nonsense, and it's not art. Of course it's not art. Except I did care about this stuff. And to see this essentially arbitrary criticism focused on my work it was a bit annoying I stood behind uh, the person that was slagging off sexy no 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 (laughs) (laughs) until she turned around and went oh and walked off I was like yeah you better believe I kept on going back when I got some criticism because I thought if I keep on earwigging maybe they'll decide that they like it eventually did they? no oh no is it a funny game? yes no, I didn't. I didn't buzz off it at all. Like see, hearing you guys talk about it, I'm like, oh, that sounds really cool. But I just never had pride in my art. I was, I was just a, I was a wastrel artist. I think. Mm. Yeah. If you don't get it, if you don't buy into that, I mm. think mm. the the sort of payoff is not as funny. Because of the language that is used by the curator and how it's set up at the beginning, if you buy into that and you go for it and you're like, I'm going to create some incredible art here, um, I think it is f- funny, especially because you're like, I'm creating some incredible art with Tetris blocks, <laughs> which seems like a thing a child would do. Definitely a thing a child would do. Um, and then it gets put in a gallery. I wondered at one point if the rest of the gallery art that wasn't mine was other people's that were playing at the same time, mm. maybe? Interesting. I don't know if that's true. Interesting. It's I, I like the open ended aspect of it or, or I like the fact that it, it's not making a statement obviously there's a big thing in video games about whether video games are art and it's completely boring it's like super 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 boring to me and I'm I don't get involved in that at all I'm glad this game doesn't either it's an object it also doesn't get involved in the idea of is this art it could easily be a sneery piece focused around modern art you know, it could be pandering to the sort of people who go around these galleries and go, oh, I could do that, it's nonsense, you know, I could make that, it's just Tetris bricks falling. 
but it did make me look at the things I'm creating and go, that's pretty, that's not, that works aesthetically, that doesn't. This is saying something, you know, that I want it to say, this isn't. And I think that, you know, you could read it and go, all modern art is nonsense. And so I, I kind of like that about it. It's not, it's not just a statement game, mm. even though it's about a thing where people are demanding statements. You have to be on the games are art or games aren't art. Uh, side rather than the that's a boring question can we talk about something else <laughs> um. I think I, I just had fun making it and I think that that definitely helped right. me uh, helped me find the sort of humour or whatever they were trying to say or weren't trying to say I didn't really because that wasn't slapping you in the face because you were just also having a nice time playing a game where you don't play the game that you expected to play then it was a surprise it it was surprising, and that made me laugh. Maybe that's its, art, its answer to the, uh, is games art, are games art uh, question. If you don't play them right, maybe they are. Or that, it, you know, as long as you have a good time, doesn't well, really quite. matter. Well, it's, yeah. it's fun, right? And making things is fun. Creating art is fun. Looking at art is fun. Everything is fun. I Not found it more everything. fun. Murder isn't fun, <laughs> as far as we know. I mean, the dog found it fun. So, so I don't know. I found it more fun than funny, though. There weren't there weren't any lols, but then that could possibly be because I took it too seriously. <laughs> well, you didn't have anyone criticising you, though, did you? Yes. I mean, I'm finding that very funny now. <laughs> she had the difficult second <laughs> exhibition, I'm sure. Then try and please everyone as much. So, if uh, Art Game is a game that came out of the current gaming industry's obsession with whether the things they produce is art, is art, or are art. I don't know why I'm having such oh, a problem Steve. with my uh, plurality today. Achievement Hunter. Yes. How did you get on with Achievement Hunter, Anne? I loved it. <laughs> I really loved it. Tell us about it. Because I Hunter. fail so frequently in games that to just have someone go, Excellent. You put it on mute. <laughs> Ding! <laughs> like, everything that you do... Uh, so... Essentially, everything that you do on screen is an achievement. Dying is an achievement. Dying X amount of times is an achievement. Um, hitting all of the blocks on the screen is an achievement. Going to one area is an achievement. Clicking on the sponsor link is an achievement. Things outside of the game are achievements. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah, it's dumb when all you have to do is... All you're spending your time in games doing is going through looking for achievements rather than playing the game to turn that on its head and make the game having a lot of like 99 achievements and the last achievement is getting 99 achievements so i assume you can never get 99 <laughs> achievements right right that's maths right <laughs> <laughs> so that's a good joke as well i had a lovely time it's a joke only video game nerds will get yeah and as an actual achievement hunter i find it quite funny because i do get obsessed with achievements and it makes no sense like they're they're completely arbitrary things they're they're just pointless and yet i want them i want all of them and even <laughs> in that game i wanted all of them did you get all of them no <laughs> i felt the game was actually mocking me Really? Because, yeah, because I felt it was making it really clear that getting all these achievements is a completely pointless thing, and yet I still wanted to get them. Mm. So Welcome to video games. Yeah, <laughs> it's a revelation. Yeah. But I like the fact that some of the achievements were quite fun. So there are certain numbers on the screen, and if you get like number three and number double zero, mm -hmm. the achievement is called This is Sparta, because it's 300. Yeah. So that was quite cool. So that's a nerdy joke within a game <laughs> yeah, about nerdy it's jokes. It's getting meta nerdy mm. now. Gemma. Well, I loved it straight away because obviously that's what video games used to look like when I used to play them. So first of all, I was like, yes, I understand this. <laughs> and then I got very confused. And I, I did like it for sort of halfway through getting the achievements and the fact that whatever you did, you could achieve. But then the sort of competitive person in me took over and I wanted to get them all and I and then got a bit frustrated that when I was So you don't know you don't know anything about video games really apart from what they used to be like 20 years so are you familiar with what achievements are at all things that you do or pick up No let's go for no <laughs> So there is a, a backbone that runs throughout modern video games which is as well as the goal which is saving the princess there are achievements that blink up throughout the game, which are congratulations, you've completed level one or you've killed a thousand enemies or all of these things. And like Aoife says, 
you can become obsessed with these things to the point of ignoring the rest of the game. And personally, I think they're ruining video games, quite mm. honestly, even though I buy into them and I want them just to just to up this arbitrary score that I have on my Xbox dashboard. They are ruining games because they can... Well, f- sorry, narrative games at least, because instead of just experiencing it mm. for the sake of experiencing it, you are thinking, no, I have to kill this X amount with this weapon because then I get the achievement. And I do do it. I go through games, I look up the achievement, beforehand and then I will I will go out of my way to make sure that I get them all because you want to be efficient about right, it right yeah, you don't exactly. want to have to play the game a second time and, and yes. whereas I think that the, the the best uses of achievements are to encourage you to play the game in, in a the different way, way. no 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 the opposite of that because I think if you're creating a video game you want someone to just this isn't an ideal world where humans don't behave like humans. You want people to just play the game, go through it, and then to have something there for them to go and attack this experience and a reason to play it in a second. So a secondary goal. Oh, okay, if I go through the whole game and only use the sword, I'll get an achievement for that. Well, I enjoyed the game, so I'll go back in, play it a second time. What actually happens is people look at those achievements beforehand and go, oh, well, guess I'll only use the sword this time. And I do it too, even though, you know, I'm... I, should know better and know how these things do. I played Mirror's Edge without killing anyone all the way through because I knew, well, I'm only. <laughs> it's going to annoy me if I kill someone because then I'll have to go and play it again, and that's. Crazy. I did the same thing with Dishonored as well because you know you go through that and you don't kill anyone and you get an achievement. Mm-hmm. And I always think to myself, would I actually do this if there wasn't an achievement? Am I going for what I want to do, or right. just because there's an achievement there? So the game is is a commentary on that. It's basically saying achievements are worthless. But at the same time, they're so compulsive. And I think of all the games that we've talked about today, this was the most addictive, right? Definitely. If not just for the music, because I kept it open in my browser just to hear the music for Well, it. then doesn't it disprove its own point by making everyone still want to get the achievements, well, even I, though they're not nonsense? I think you can see the contradiction <laughs> in Aoife, because <laughs> she knows they are nonsense, she knows they are pointless, and they're ruining video games and they're I hateful still things. Want them. <laughs> But you still want them. It's like the, you know, the, the, the packages in GTA. There are a hundred packages strewn around this thing and there's no real reason to collect them. I mean, you get power-ups and stuff, but it's nothing to do with the story. But you still want them. You still want that tick that says... And if you've got 99 out of 100, oh, goodness me. <laughs> you know, you need to get them all. Another video game about video games uh, is Lily's Quest 2. Who enjoyed that? Who wants to talk about it? It's our last game today. I had a fine time playing it. (laughs) Did you enjoy it? I loved it. Yeah, I thought it was really funny. It was very, very funny. And it just kept me playing just to sort of... I knew nothing about it before going into it. But, I mean, it it was Adult Swim, so it was quite a high production value. And it was just... Very, it was a very funny commentary on platform games. Mm-hmm. Essentially, you're this little guy, Lily. It's it's inverting all the sort of preconceptions about platformers. So he's going off to rescue his ex girlfriend, who doesn't even want him around, but he's going off to rescue her anyway. And um, like all the little sort of enemies that you normally find in platformers that are wandering around, just just pointlessly sort of walking back and forward. Everything is a commentary, and they comment on themselves. So um, they'll they'll just be like, okay, now I'm going left. I'm going right again, and you know it was just that sort of thing. And then you, there are collectibles that you can you can pick up, like fruit and sort of there is mushrooms there as well. Very clear nod to, to Mario, and um, they're they're pointless. And he even tells you that they're pointless, and they do pointless things. Like there was one I picked up, and it just gave him anime eyebrows, and another one put him in a gimp mask, and it didn't do anything. You get, but like when you get the mushroom. You die. You die, right? So it's like, you're like, oh, I get it. You're, Mar- you're gonna I get be, it, yeah. Mario. So I'm going to get that, and then I'm going to power up. And there was and, another yeah. one that when um, when you got it, it zoomed in completely on his oh, face, so God, I couldn't yeah. see what I was doing. Yeah. And the fruit just really slows you down as well. Yeah, it makes yeah. you just stagger around for a while. So it's the things that you'd expect normally that would give you extra powers actually slows you down and messes you up. And the little um, question mark in a box, I think in Mario, if you jump on it, you get a little achievement. Mm. Uh, if you jump up to that one, it splits your head open and you die. <laughs> because that's what would happen if you hit your head <laughs> on a box. It makes perfect sense. Uh, also, the bit where it, uh, you pick up something and then the keys are backwards. Yes. And everything oh. is going backwards. The star, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Because you're like, a star? <laughs> of course I 
need to get the star. Oh, that's really annoying. But I just kept doing it as well. For ages, I couldn't get into my head. That that's, it's like, kept going for the stars. And it took like the third or fourth attempt to be like, oh, um, right, it's slowing me down. But because I just couldn't believe it because I was so used to them being good. Because he even says to you as well, he's like, player, look, I, I you know, I respect your, your tenacity, but stop picking these up. They don't do anything. <laughs> it's funny to people who know about video game tropes. Is it funny regardless of that? I think so. I think someone who do, who doesn't quite get all the references will still find it funny just because of how ridiculous it is. Oh, yeah, and I think most people... I mean, even I got some of the references here. You know, I, I, I'm aware of Mario, even if I haven't played it and things like that. You can still see the jokes. It's funny when things get big eyebrows, isn't it? <laughs> we have 30 seconds left. Uh, funniest game of the day, Katie. Art game. Art game? Yeah. Aoife? Lily. Gemma? Clop. Uh, or Lily or Clop. Really? Yeah. But it's been a it's been a good selection, hasn't it? A funny, funny selection. I think we've shown that video games can be funny in lots and lots of different types of ways. Uh, not just tragic like we've been dealing with over the last few weeks, <laughs> or scary. Anyway, we will be back next week for the final ever uh no continues. When I say final ever, I mean final one for a while. a while. It might not even be the final one for a while. We might oh, do we one. Don't know. We don't know yet. But um, we'll be we back. Will see you then. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>